This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious podcast designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. We're here for anyone who is interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water or maybe you don't know anything about it and this is the very beginning, but we recommend heading back to the early episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. In this week's episode, we discuss the FTX updates, which include an arrest, finally, plus Goldman Sachs' lust for bargain crypto businesses, the Coinbase coaxing users from USDT to USDC, plus celebs in hot water for promoting bored apes. So stay tuned to find out more. My name's Tracy, and I'm joined this week by my pal Blake from the Bamboo app as Craig cannot make it today. So just the two of us, Blake, holding the fort. How are you going? Very well, Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) Great to be here. Great to be back talking through more exciting things that have happened over the past week. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. There certainly isn't an ever a dull moment in crypto. We're always going to have something to talk about. (laughs) There really isn't. There always. I love doing this podcast because there's always something exciting to talk about. But let's go straight to the breaking news from the last few hours. Disgraced CEO of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, has finally been arrested in the Bahamas. So according to a statement from the Royal Bahamas Police Force, he has now been arrested. And I'll just say this one too. So the US attorney stated that earlier this evening, the Bahamas authorities arrested Samuel as requested by the US government based on a sealed indictment filed by the Southern District Attorney of New York. We expect to move to unseal the indictment in the morning as we'll have more to say. So... Let's unpack this a little bit, Blake. Yeah. So first of all, it's interesting the jurisdiction that uh, has created that indictment. Um, you know, I don't know if FTX was trading in the state of New York, but generally it's quite hard, and only a few crypto exchanges are able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So it, we just don't know where that that indictments come from or who who's responsible mm. for it. Will more will come out though? Like will they is that what happens? They they unseal it and it, we read a bit more into what actually is happening. Yeah, exactly. They'll um, provide a bit more detail around that tomorrow morning when you mm-hmm. know, the information is less sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll be tuning in next week to talk about uh, exactly mm-hmm. what he's been arrested for. Yeah, interesting. And literally, apparently, four or five hours before he was in the spaces on Twitter, 
um, someone asked him the question, do you think you'll be um, going to jail? Do you think you'll be arrested? And he answered, I, I don't I don't think so, quite categorically. So, bum bum, wrong. Look, and look, we actually added this in and there was, there was plenty more news over the last seven days on this FTX saga. Um, so let's kind of go through. There's plenty more crypto news, but let's filter through the other FTX Sam news that had come to light in the last six or seven days, Blake. Mm, yeah, over the last week, there's been a clearer picture um, emerge about all the investments that were made by the FTX sister firm Alameda Research. Well, it wasn't just through Alameda, but it was about through 11 subsidiaries of um, mm-hmm. you know, within the FTX web. And this included about $5.4 billion um, in investments into other crypto companies and DeFi ventures. And a lettuce farm in Ohio. And a lettuce <laughs> farm in Ohio. Um, so that's pretty interesting. But I think this is a really great thing for creditors because, you know, mm. if we're at the bottom of the market and their venture investments are valued at $5.4 billion, you know, it could be the case that over time that the creditors through this venture book, um, which are generally illiquid, so it means that the FTX is investing into other crypto companies, the, the equity may not be liquid right now, but down the track, um, hopefully in a bull market, there's opportunities for a liquidity event. And, you know, hopefully this $5.4 billion inflates to, you know, $10, yeah. 15 $20 billion over time if they've been able to make savvy enough investments. So that's good news. And then, and then creditors, you know, may actually um, get their money back over time. So this is super optimistic, I think. You know what? I've just got one question I'm thinking of. So, you know, I made fun of, fun of that lettuce farm in Ohio, but there are some others, like there was the Chinese news site. I was looking at it. There was some miracle face cream and there's a few other really unusual things that were quite clearly outside of their mandate. So how do they get around that? Because they are they are a Web3 DeFi business or are they are these because I'm thinking Alameda research here but you're talking about the fact that those ones may have been part of these these other subsidiaries yes just my general understanding of it was that um, FTX had a venture fund fund right and most of the venture investments were made through that entity now there may have been some through Alameda and other um, other vehicles or other entities but yeah I, I don't know how it was structured and even if they did have a mandate really it's mm. up to, it's up to the discretion of the investment committees mm. and the directors of those entities whether or not those investments are uh, made. Well, that, a lot of that will come out. Look, moving on to our next bit of SBF news. So it appears that he had agreed to testify in a congressional hearing, which was actually set for tonight at time of recording. So it's Wednesday US time. So um, whether he'll actually do that now that he's arrested, I, I don't know whether that actually will go ahead. But, you know, whether he'll be saying the same excuses that he's been repeating multiple times in media interviews over the past two weeks is different. You know, that goes. We'll see what happens there, but I don't know whether he'll actually appear in that or not. It was also revealed this week that Sam loaned twenty-seven million dollars to Michael McCaffrey, mm. the CEO of crypto news site The Block, um, to help the organization stay afloat. Now, The Block is a great reference point that I use all the time. I don't know about you, mm. about you, Tracy. Yeah, it's and, it's a great publication. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty surprising to see that they were propped up by Sam. Now, this could obviously just be a bit of a facade that you know the CEO you know, had an opportunity to take some money from Sam 
um, in order to, you know, obviously spread great narratives about uh, about Sam. Mm. Um, but mm. the CEO, um, Michael, apparently brought a $16 million apartment in the Bahamas. Penthouse. Penthouse. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, I don't know how much of this money was actually going to propping up the business, but um, certainly two CEO bonuses, it seems. <laughs> well, look, they're saying the first two loans went to prop up the business and that second one was to the – Right. But apparently – the Apparently, the like when he brought this to light uh, the, the, late last week or over the weekend. Apparently, the employees are all absolutely gutted, and there was a lot of you know big media storm about this. They were all saying that they honestly had no idea. There's been you know there's their journalism, their integrity is still intact. But I mean, look, you know, he he did clearly go after a lot of news sites. So yeah, not a great look for the block. And it looks like things are headed for a big legal battle between Sam and Caroline, as Caroline was the ex-CEO now of Alameda, ex-boyfriend and girlfriend battle here. Sam has just revealed recently that he has hired top attorney Mark Cohen to represent himself. So this guy apparently defended socialite sex offender Ghislaine Maxwell, we know from the, um, yeah, horrible, horrible stuff that we won't go into. And Caroline has reportedly hired... Preet Baraha, a lawyer that's helped bust Raj Rittenham. Anyway, a bunch of insider trading guys, Bernie Madoff's banker, some other people mixed up with JP Morgan and some some other people that were convicted that got convicted of things that yeah, Al Qaeda. Some some really messed up people. So look, they've both gone and hired themselves some top notch people that have that are you know that are potentially going to help them. Criminal lawyers. <laughs> Criminal lawyers that are going to fight the good fight for them. So it is fixing to be a good fight um, and interesting. We'll see how that one plays out as well. So our final bit of FTX news this week, the NFTs on FTX have gone missing. FTX mm. dropped NFTs for Coachella, Stephen Curry, the F1 um, and Lewis Hamilton's NFTs, and now they've all disappeared into thin air. So lucky we have the blockchain so we can see mm. where they end up. But um, when you click the direct links to the FTX NFTs, it sends you to the restructuring page with information on the bankruptcy. So, you know, I, yeah. I've recently tried to get my trading data from FTX, but it doesn't look like you can even enter mm. the site anymore. So it's going to be really interesting to ha see what happens here. Mm. Yeah, I also did try and get mine. I tried to get mine really early on and was unable to get it as well. So interesting. Well, and that's it for our FTX news, folks. We'll leave it there. No doubt there'll be a few more bits of news next week. So moving along, winter doesn't last forever and there's some smart people that are already preparing for summer. Goldman Sachs are set to spend tens of millions on discounted crypto investments, which may have come about as a result of the FTX implosion. So a report this week has said that the investment bank sees a bigger need for trustworthy and established players in the crypto market. So they're basically saying, hey, look, there's some bargains to be had out there because there's some really great little businesses that may not have been able to weather this storm. We're going to swoop in, buy them and make sure that they continue on. Blake, wonder what they're looking at. What are your thoughts here? Mm. Obviously, looking at buying, snapping up some bargains, and mm. you know, a prudent or they, they call it smart money. You know, this is the time in the market cycle when um, these groups come in to take positions. You know, when they're getting mm. when they're getting equities and, and and cryptos that are potentially undervalued. Um, so, you know, this is this is opposed to 
you know, the cryptos and businesses that were overvalued about 12 months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Goldman Sachs making a play there, which is a good sign for the crypto industry when someone that big is coming in to help us out. Look, let's head to a break now, but when we get back, we'll look at some celebrities in trouble for promoting their NFTs and the progress on some Aussie regulation. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. You're listening to the Crypto Curious Podcast with Tracy and Blake today. Crypto exchange Coinbase has asked its users to swap from USDT to USDC. Why? Well, Coinbase is highlighting questions around Tether's reserves in a campaign to get users across to USDC. So Coinbase are even waiving the conversion fees for users who make the switch. This new campaign from Coinbase highlights the quality of reserves that backs Circle-owned USD coin USDC. And these guys, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not sure about this one, Blake. I, I feel like they're kind of pissing in their own pockets a bit here. I'm a, bit, I'm a Coinbase fan. And I think they've done a lot of things right over the last few months. But I wanted to get your take on this because I don't. I, this doesn't feel right to me. Mm. Are Coinbase are investors in Circle? Yeah, I believe they are. Yeah, that mm. would make a lot of sense, you know. And you know, I believe that USDC is far more regulated than USDT. So USDT mm-hmm. is offshore. Um, you know, it was one of the first stable coins um, mm. and uh, still the biggest stable coin uh, and has done the industry well. And, you know, for the last, you know, six years that I've seen, there's been rumors about, you know, Tether's solvency. But, you mm. know, I think these guys would have made so much money uh, that, you know, I it, it outweighs um, the solvency issues, but that's just my mm-hmm. personal opinion. Uh, they've mm-hmm. been able to stay afloat all this time through a couple of different market cycles, and I'd just be pretty surprised that um, they weren't solvent or they weren't backed one for one. However, saying this, it's very difficult for um, an organization or a product like this to be audited um, mm. you know, because I'm sure uh, it would be a big challenge for any auditor and not many auditors would want to put their name to it because, you know, who knows where some of this or what some of these USDTs have been used for. Yeah, it would be a mammoth task. I just don't understand how they'd 
they'd be able to do it, to be honest. But interesting, interesting play from Coinbase, though. Yeah. So, yeah, they're just going with American-made, American-owned um, and, yeah, American-regulated, I believe. Okay, looking closer to home now and looking at some regulation chat, as stablecoins become widely used as a means of payment, Australia is preparing to regulate them accordingly. The Aussie financial regulators are working on options for incorporating payment stablecoins into regulatory framework. Yeah, last Thursday on the 8th of December, the official site of the RBA, the Reserve Bank of Australia, published a report on stablecoins assessing their recent developments, risks and regulatory prospects. The report was quite optimistic in acknowledging the stablecoins have the potential to enhance the efficiency and functionality of a range of payment and other financial services. So they obviously see the value in the technology um, and you know, they're just really assessing its implications on the broader economy. Mm, I know you pointed this article out, Blake. So you think this is this is a positive step forward. I know this is going to be, like we keep saying, the narrative for next year. Um, you know, in September, local Senator Andrew Bragg, who we were lucky enough to chat with on the program earlier in the year, he released a draft bill titled the Digital Assets Market Regulation Bill. And the document calls for the introduction of licenses for digital assets exchange, digital asset custody services, and stablecoin issuers. So he's been going really hard on this. Um, and I think that, you know, crossbenchers are listening and things are finally starting to happen. Mm, yeah, for sure. Lead, just kind of leading on from this, Tracy, Brad Jones, the Assistant Governor to the Reserve Bank of Australia, recently shared that its um, central bank digital currency, the pilot program that they're doing for the CBDC in Australia, has received more than 140 use case proposals, which is awesome yeah. to see. Yeah, so lots of lots of market participants looking to you know test out how they use this technology, um, which I think is really uh, highlighting the innovation um, of the technology and that people want to use it. So yeah, exciting times, and you know obviously this program is going to go for a while. That's awesome. It's good to know that that's all happening right here in Australia. 140 use cases. That's awesome to hear. And we will keep you up to date with anything that is happening in the regulatory framework here in Australia. Moving on to our next story, dozens of celebrities, including Justin Bieber, Snoop Dogg, Paris Hilton and others, are being sued in a class action lawsuit alleging they were secretly paid to misleadingly promote NFTs like Bored Ape Yacht Club without disclosing their financial interests. The complaint was filed last Thursday in an LA federal court claiming that Bored Ape parent company Yuga Labs perpetrated a vast scheme in which they discreetly paid highly influential celebrities to pump up the value of the NFTs. So I remember all this going down, you know, Jimmy Fallon on his show had Paris Hilton on and they were both showing pictures of their bored apes and getting all excited about it. So will this class action lawsuit go anywhere, Blake? I was going to ask Craig about this one, but Craig is not here. Um, well, is this just angry investors who've lost money looking for another scapegoat? In saying that, these guys with board apes haven't even lost that much money. So why are they ticked off with Yugi here? What's the what's the beef? Mm, yeah, well, obviously, you know, they promoted the project. They were they may or may not have been paid in 
cash or in NFTs. So I think part of the problem is one of the guys who works and is one of the founders of Yuga Labs also is heavily involved with a lot of celebrities and used to manage them. He also runs MoonPay, which is how they were paid. So what's happened is we know instead of them being paid cash, they were paid through MoonPay or MetaMask and given the, the funds that way. So it's all about how they were paid. That's the issue. Why is that the issue? They were told they were given them for free, but they were paid for them. That was it. They didn't disclose that they were paid advertisers. That's the problem. Say so they got told they were gifted them. We got these for free. Look at our little, you know, we just, you know, they were, they're promoters. Yeah, well, it, it sounds like a bit of a scheme between Yuga Labs and these celebrities to pump up the price of the NFTs uh, and consumers, you know, may not have known that, you know, the relationship between the influencers and the organization. And, you know, I, some people could be pissed off, you know, they're like, mm. oh, you know, these got, these got pumped um, by these parties with insider knowledge and it was made to look a certain way to consumers. And, mm. yeah, I can understand why um, some people would be pissed off at this. And, you know, this happens all the time, ladies and gentlemen. I think, uh, you know, uh, more, more often than not in the NFT space where, you know, celebrities or um, influencers are paid to promote projects uh, and they may or may not, you know, believe in them. Well, then they might – this could be an, an opportunity for someone to be made an example of in court. So we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens with that. It's interesting. Let's move on now to our short, sharp news bites for the week. I'll go first. Warner Music Group is releasing on the Polygon Music NFTs through Legend Platform. The major record label continues to streak ahead with Web3 partnerships by teaming up with this new music collectibles platform. And this one's set to launch in January. Uh, and the marketplace will offer things like songs and other digital collectibles, which NFT can fans can purchase and listen to online. So Warner jumping into the NFT space there. So you'll be able to listen to your song through your mm. NFT that's been minted on Polygon. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. The European Union um, hosts a 24-hour party in its uh, in its $400,000 metaverse, but only a handful of people turned up. So no surprise here. They needed some celebrities, it sounded like, um, according to a number of news sites. And one of the um, very few that attended the party um, apparently sucked. Uh, the EU told the news site that it uh, that its metaverse aimed to increase awareness among young people, 18 to 35, primarily on TikTok and Instagram, who aren't um, politically engaged. So uh, it sounds like yeah, pretty pretty work. pretty stupid idea to be honest. And uh, yeah, it clearly didn't. People work. aren't happy. Apparently, people are, really didn't want to do this in the first place, and they're up in arms. They're like, people are dying from drought all over the place, and you're going to spend all this money on a metaverse, and then it didn't work. There was literally, I've seen the video footage. There was like a dozen people in there. It was a disaster. I see where they're trying to go with it, but it didn't work. So, ugh. The EU, fallen flat. Okay. 
So some homegrown news here. The Australian DeFi Association has announced a partnership with Stone and Chalk to create a Web3 Innovation Centre and support the new wave of innovation in the space. The Australian First Partnership will play an integral role in helping realise the untapped potential of the emerging Web3 ecosystem, bringing public and private sectors together to unlock the industry's capabilities. This launches in 2023 and we look forward to hearing more about it. Hoping to get Mark from DeFi Association Legend on the show soon. So that's some really good news. So some good news in relation to Crypto.com. They released their proof of reserves. According to the audit, customer balances for top cryptos like Bitcoin, ETH and USDC are over 100% backed. But, you know, these proof of reserves aren't always what they seem, you know. Okay, tell us why, negative Nancy. Well, you know, at the end of the day, you don't know who owns the these BTC and Ethereum in these wallets. You don't know if they've been lent or borrowed. Um, all you're seeing is a snapshot of a certain number of crypto in a wallet and groups you know, could potentially send crypto to one another to bolster their reserves. Um, they could, all sorts of things, they could co-mingle operational assets together with client assets. Uh, there's all sorts of things. So, yeah, I think there's more to see here, but I guess it's a good start. Okay. Some negative but positive news there. All right. I think we maybe need to chat a bit more about proof of reserves in another episode because that's some interesting stuff to unpack there. But let's move on. Metagood are a for-profit social impact NFT startup who have just raised $5 million in its pre-seed round. And Blake and I have got a bit of a connection to these guys. I had the pleasure of moderating a panel at last week's West Tech Fest here in Perth, which was awesome. So Amanda Terry, the co-founder, was on the panel and she is a delight, awesome lady. Um, so, And Blake, you've had some dealings um, with these guys as well. So awesome that these guys got the five mil and check out Metagood. Yeah, if you dare. That's it, folks, for our Short Sharp News Bites and all of the news goodies for the week. Please join us again next week. Tracy and Blake signing out. But before we do, please send us any emails or insights that you might have. If we've missed some good bits of news this week, then let us know. Podcast at getbamboo.io. Check us out on all the regular social channels. And please don't forget to rate and review us wherever you're listening to your podcast right now. Please join us next week. Bye for now. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Crypto Curious is a product of Equitymates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equitymates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equitymates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.